0: You got to accentuate the positive Whoa! I feel good. A, bit, a bit of feel good
1: goes a long way Welcome to ATP Radio I'm your host Karen Swain teacher of deliberate creation showing you how to accentuate the positive the way to a better life Be
2: happy. Your radio station is an example of Don't the future happy. existing right now Clap along if you feel
0: Mountain, the tallest tree. She does everything with love.
1: Hi, how are you going? You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation and psychic medium, accentuating the positive for the next hour here on Soul Traveller Radio. It's my intent. To present more empowering and loving messages through our media, more love in the media. And to change some limiting paradigms out there in the world. So I present inspiring stories from people all over the globe who break down the barriers of prejudice, judgment and hatred and uplift our world with their stories and their messages. You can listen to some of my interviews on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Soul Traveller Radio and YouTube. Please subscribe and support Positive Media. You can stay up to date with the show on Accentuate the Positive Radio with Karen Swain on Facebook or go to Karenswain.com and you'll see most of the podcasts there. Hello, you're with Karen, accentuating the positive here on Soul Traveller Radio. I have another delicious guest for you today. So sit back, get a cup of tea, and relax. For the next hour, we're gonna have a fabulous conversation. She's a devotional singer, jazz musician, kirtan artist, mantra artist, and goddess Alyssa Nathaniel.
3: Hi Karen, Hello, so, darling. so great to meet you online again.
1: <laughs> We've been having some fun with the tech yeah. this morning. Morning. It's all wonderful because not only do we put this on Soul Traveler Radio, we're on iTunes and we're on YouTube as well. So we're trying to get you know the video right as well as the yeah. audio. It's been a challenge, but here we are. Now Alyssa is look, I you know I deal with a lot of musicians because I'm on radio, have been for the last five years playing uplifting, positive, conscious music and i've played a lot of kirtan and mantra and i've never heard anyone you know play it with your spin with the jazz sort of r&b bluesy spin so it's beautiful because jazz is usually about the blues you know it's you sing about your problems or and so to to have the jazz music and to sing about devotion and love and god and it's just yeah.
3: Beautiful. I I sort of see it a bit differently. Yes, yes, there's all of that that under underside, the shadow side if you want to say, that that harder part of our being. But I also see jazz as an opportunity for freedom, freedom of expression. It's that improvisation. I can go anywhere. There are no limits, there are no boundaries to it. So I love the fact that, for me, devotional singing is about freedom of consciousness. So when you bring these two modalities together, there's freedom through sound, through voice. You can go, as I said, go anywhere with jazz. Yeah, and yes. the freedom of consciousness that comes with the expression of these mantras, I think they blend beautifully, personally. I mean, I know some people don't well, like it. I, yeah,
1: Actually, they do. I'm <laughs> actually not a huge jazz Fan. I was on a community radio station here in Sydney and that used to be predominantly a jazz station and mm. and a lot of the presenters were playing jazz and I didn't and people were say, why aren't you playing any jazz? And I'm like, well, I'm not a huge fan of jazz. <laughs> but I have to say, when I listen to your music, I'm a fan of jazz. So there's something well, going on, you know. I
3: wouldn't call it even traditionally jazz. Oh, okay. It's, you know, its it's got that flavour and yeah. that's, that soulfulness, you yeah. know, like it's a little... A little bit of Sade, a little bit of this, a yeah. little bit of that. But it, it, I wouldn't put it just in that box either because, yeah. it, it, you know, when you're singing devotional music, it's so much about heart, it's so much about the intent how you sing it, what comes from your expression is really what it's about. So I can't sing straight. What do I do? I've got to sing it this way, a little bit bent with a little bit of flavour and spiciness to it. And, and so, you know, I stopped trying to fit myself into any one category and I went, just express from your, from your heart. So for me, I don't even see it really as jazz kitten. I just see it as an expression that I cannot... Cannot not do if that makes yeah sense. yeah
1: it's yeah. you it's your it's, heart. You. it's exactly. your heart song yeah you know yeah. as Jerry Fee says your love is my song he's a he's a Christian artist music artist and yeah. uh, some of his songs are really beautiful um, anyway your love is my song <laughs> okay so you know the journey the journey yeah. towards where you are now has not been an easy one do you want to tell yeah, us yeah, you know yeah. how, how did how did it all start how did you start thinking about devotional music and what was your spiritual journey or your personal journey
3: personally I don't know if I even thought about it I just fell in love with the divine as a child like I used to sing love songs to God all the time the man next door used to pretend to be watering the plants to listen to me because I'd be going I love the sun I love the moon (laughs) I was one of these kids that would just be on the swing in ecstasy singing these songs of gratitude I Mm. I just was in love with the trees and the plants and song was such an easy way of expressing that and then um in my about 17 I went to uh, hang out in an ashram and it's such an under ashram and fell in love with Kirtan then but I used to hang out with a hairbrush before that you know (laughs) in front of the mirror (laughs) and and then um Became an acupuncturist and uh, fell in love with Frequency and then from there, unbeknownst to me, I was, someone saw me at a party and he was a jazz, uh, a well-known Australian jazz musician and he said, you should be singing jazz, how about you come and I do some, train you. So I went to that world, went into the jazz and Latin world, loved it, but didn't like the lifestyle.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah.
3: And just sort of ran away from it after about eight years and went back to live in a yoga community and... Um, and it was just non-stop kirtan. And by that point, I was so immersed in this sort of flavour of those latin jazzy, funky sort of soul sounds, nothing came out straight. <laughs> it was just like when I sang kirtan, that's the way, that's the way it sort of came out with this, that flavour. And then I lost my voice for five years. I got very sick and I couldn't do much and I had this message to go back to India. I go to Aramachala and... South of india and uh, it 's my heart home it 's shiva 's sacred mountain, and I decided to just surrender to Mother India and the sacredness of d- Shiva and the mountain and, and as I did, my voice came back, and all these ch- chants, all these mantras, but in, you know for my love of the the divine yeah. and for Shiva and Ramnamashi and Ganesha and started to channel through, and Before I knew it, I was singing everywhere in india and People were asking for a CD, which I'd never considered. Um,
1: so how long ago is this?
3: Oh, God, you're talking to someone that is out of time. I can't tell you. I have to refer to my husband. Yeah. He goes, how long will we been married? I have no idea. Yeah. And so, so I'd say so this was about, I don't know, probably anywhere between five and seven years. Yeah. Five years, probably. Mm-hmm. And so that was sort of my journey back. And the last year, five years... Uh, so I create anyway I created the CD and I made I decided that if I was going to create a CD it had to be for something greater because this was not my music it did come through yeah mm-hmm. mountain mm-hmm. and so there are all these kids that I'm involved with in India uh, Shanti Children Project and so that CD was dedicated to them and so the proceeds for that went to them and uh yeah so what was the name of that CD? Sacred Soul, Notes from Arunachala. Oh, beautiful.
1: Thank well, you. let's put on one of the songs and we'll come back and hear some yeah. more of your journey. Which one do you like the best?
3: Well, let's do um, Om Namah Arunachala. So it was beautiful. When I Felt Called by the Mountains go Back. So, yes.
1: Beautiful. All right. Well, here's Om Namah off the album. Silence in the
0: stars. Silence in the storm. This silence.
1: You're listening to Car and Accentuating the Positive here on Soul Traveller Radio, the home of conscious music. We've just played
3: one of your beautiful songs, natural Shiva. And uh, thank you, Karen. Yeah. I'm
1: talking to Alyssa Nathaniel today, who is a devotional musician, kirtan, artist. No labels, it's hard to find labels. And we're talking. <laughs> We find labels so she's just living her passion letting the divine <laughs> speak through her you know it's really interesting listening to your journey I've spoken to a lot of conscious musicians and unlike pop musicians or normal musicians I mean I don't you know there's a label as well but um, people that are not singing devotional music per se they all do this healing work like they're all healers as well as musicians they've all you know done some sort of healing work and had some healing crisis themselves they've had their own health issues so life's thrown this trauma at them or at us as healers as all of us have had some trauma whether it's personal emotional trauma or health trauma or something where we have to find that healing within us and then share it with the world is that what you were going through
3: Absolutely, and, and even recently, you know, two years ago I came back from Bali after creating CD number two and three and I was literally arrived back in Australia. I was supposed to fly back to sing at the Bali Spirit Fest. I was taken out totally. So um, I had an embolism and I couldn't breathe and, mm. and then a series of uh, mini strokes. Over the, it's taken me two years to come back. And I, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm intensely grateful. Absolutely. You know, so grateful for that opportunity to dive deeper. I mean, I wasn't in the beginning. There was a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. I felt like, "Why is it I'm supposed to be going on tour?" You know, blah blah, blah blah blah. I, 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 and I think what was what it was about is the I was uh, my my higher self was saying, "We're going to strip that I away, and we're going to take it out of the picture so that when you come back to sing this stuff." If you ever do, and yeah. I had to learn that, that nothing is permanent, that, yeah. that uh, you know, like everything is going to die yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: and it could be my turn tomorrow. So as I, as I sort of surrendered more into that um, and acknowledged the magnificence of that, that I am not this body. This is just a vehicle, a magnificent vehicle, a playful vehicle, a juicy vehicle that loves life. That and we I, plump and put in the Whatever. You know, the case that goes out and loves food. I'm in Melbourne at the moment on tour. and Oh, We're my God. in Melbourne. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Anyway, and that loves food and loves music and loves culture and loves life. But simultaneously, this being that is not this personality, that is beyond this personality, is... You know, I know that my essential nature is who I am. This is just the the illusion, the lila they call it in Sanskrit, the lila, and uh, the, the game that we play. The game, the game. Look,
1: you know anyone that's anyone that's calling for that. Yes. You know, this is really interesting because because I talk with and deal with and actually all my clients. So as a as a teacher of deliberate creation and a healer myself, I attract the difference makers. I attract sure. the people that are. You know, they're conscious musicians, they're healers, they're psychics, they're psychologists, whatever, but they're calling for a greater knowing, they're calling for a greater connection, they're calling their source into their, you know, into their body, and in order to establish that connection, you do have to let go of ego, and that is like a traumatic, that Can be a traumatic journey. And because we hang on, we hang on to our righteousness. We hang Mm. on to what we think we are, what we think we want. And that hanging on creates pain, whether it's pain in our body or pain in our heart, it can it can create some pain. So absolutely. It's such a journey of letting go. (laughs) It's,
3: It's it's the only thing, you know, like Everything is so impermanent. I love the Buddha saying, you yeah, abandon all hope. That was such a beautiful thing during that time. That's what I, was, I kept looking at, at everything around me. Just abandon all attachment to this stuff, Alyssa. It is, this is where the suffering lies. This is where the, the, the disconnection to all that is, to everyone, to your family, to your community, lies in this wanting to be separate. Let it go and come into something greater. And I agree with you there is such a calling for us to awaken, you know. For me, this music, and, you know, this beautiful thing too, it doesn't matter whether I do it or don't do it anymore. You know, that's the beauty in this letting go. Um, I feel grateful and so privileged to be able to do what I love. But it doesn't matter because it's not who I am. It's just an expression. It's just an expression. Who I am is more. However, if people come and they experience this music and they have some sort of awakening or transformation, to me that's what I'm here to do, not, yeah. not, not you know, play a guitar, but open my heart more, open my intent more to see the, see everyone in that state of wholeness. Yeah, yeah. And so in doing that, hopefully they can step into the music and, and that transports them there, you know. That's how I see it.
1: Absolutely. And I was having a chat with Ido Khan, you know, Ido, you yeah. You know, beautiful he, was, he was beautiful, you know, and he just reminded me of something because we establish who we are, we sort of say, this is who I am, this is what I do, you know, fabulous channel that I spoke to last year, Paul Selleck says, mm-hmm. his guides say, I know who I am, I know what I am, I know how I serve. Mm. And then we go out into life with that knowing and then we get caught up again in the ego and how many people are listening and how many people are buying my CDs. And, you know, we get caught up in the numbers, how many people are viewing my interviews and all that sort of stuff. And Ido yeah. is kind of like, his guru said, you know, it's not about the numbers. <laughs> it's just it's about one totally. person awakening.
3: Totally. I used to teach yoga and I would sit in my room when I first started and there'd be one person. (laughs) And I made a commitment that I would be fully present, whether there was zero or one. Absolutely. Because even in zero, if I'm fully in a state of consciousness, I'm I'm being a part of something that creates change.
0: Absolutely.
3: Or if there's one, then together we are creating that. And and so on and so on is irrelevant. Totally irrelevant. I, I totally agree. I look, I love Ida. I was actually in India. I spend quite a bit of time in India, and I went to visit him and his divine guru. I think it was Amma. Just, yeah, Amma Arani, in Amma, yeah. yeah in in December. And he's he's really something that Ida you know, is just Absolute. so. Absolutely,
1: I felt uh, like interviewing him was a healing for me. Like I just uh, felt like I was just being healed on every level of my being. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. you know, and his journey of consciousness through all that he's been through, I have great admiration huge what a journey
1: absolutely and if and if people are watching this head over to my youtube channel you can see the interview i did oh. with Edo. it's you'll be healed you'll be yep. healed when you are watching. see anyway but anyway yeah and you went to india and you met his teacher
3: yes yeah 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 well i go to arunachala regularly because that is my heart home i go there and it's uh for me i the, i let go of everything and I just come into that space of, of connectedness with who I truly am. Yeah. And it's a very easy uh, way to remember. And But what's nice is it's, I don't have to be there anymore for that to happen. It's starting to be a, mm-hmm. an ongoing process of remembering that yeah. I'm, I'm not this. I'm more than this. yeah.
1: So the healing journey that you were going through just recently over the last yes. couple of years what brought you out of the illness or are you still grappling with the physical illness or are you back on track physically?
3: I'm way better than I was. Right. I'm like way better. There are little ongoing life issues because, you know, we, de- we deteriorate. <laughs> Tell me <laughs> and about it. Deteriorate. And so, you know, there are uh, life, physical health issues. And in saying that, it doesn't matter anymore. And the other the other part of it is that the stepping back in, I had to make some really conscious choices. In that stepping back in, there was like three or four where I could choose life or death, and it was I had to allow myself to just go to, right down to the bottom of the well and see all of the stuff, every bit of it, on the way down. And then at the bottom of the well, I could I could actually choose. Am I going to be here? What? I mean, if I'm going to be here, how am I going to show up? So every little step was I had to make a conscious, okay, if I'm, I'm going to be here, I'm going to do this life thing and how I'm going to show up is fully interacting on all levels. There's not going to be one part that is hidden and I pray that you know anything that is in, in that part of my being that is hidden, that it be revealed. Every part of my shadow is revealed. Every part of my magnificence be revealed so that... I'm fully here, awake, alive in this body doing what I need to do on a daily basis. Whether it's just hugging and kissing my husband, that can be enough, you know, or whether it's, you know, feeding kids in India, doesn't it doesn't matter.
1: Well, that's a challenge you've given yourself too, to be fully present in each moment. That is not, you know, easy to say, easy to conceptualise. Absolutely. We try yeah. to be easy to do. And, yeah, you know, you and I were talking about you know, as women you know being on camera as women we sort of brush our hair and put our lipstick on and, and we're still caught up in a paradigm that says that a woman has to look a certain way and even though we're connected to the divine, do you think, do you think it really matters? But we, we think it does, you know, like I do anyway. I get caught up with that and especially when, you know, the body deteriorates, you get yeah. older, you don't look like supermodels. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. Because there's, you know, this media bombardment with what yeah. we're supposed to look like and we're supposed to stay young and all that sort of stuff. It's like, And to just let go of all that and say it just doesn't matter. What matters is being present in the moment and enjoying this moment. It just doesn't really matter what you look like. Totally. Yeah.
3: totally, totally, totally. And I think it's okay because as long as you know it's a game, as long as you're not making it your reality, like this is the lila, this is the divine play, I'm playing this game, it's okay. you know. I know this is the part of my ego that I haven't been able to overcome. What <laughs> <laughs> on I know, I know. That's okay, but recognize it for what it is. It isn't who I am. This expression isn't who I am. Who I am is so much more. It's connected to all that is. It's you know that that essential being that is beyond time, space, beyond all of this. So as long as it's in perspective, and I think we still in, live in these bodies. We've got to be able to function in them, and you know. But I agree with you. It's all garbage. It's you okay. know. We, it's all garbage. We all play the game. You know, but, we all play but, the game,
1: but that part of us that is beyond all of this, yeah, does really enjoy the leela. Like it enjoys the play, the divine, the leela, the the show. Like we would enjoy watching a television program, a movie, a tragedy. You know, like yeah. we enjoy going through the journey, the emotions, the sadness, the happiness. And it's totally. to sort of don that perspective, like to look through the eyes of Source and to see all your tragedy and your stressful thoughts and your aging body and your failures with that enjoyment. With that love, with that bliss, like absolutely, life absolutely. wouldn't be as good if there wasn't all the tragedy, you know.
3: We're given all of it because it's so juicy. Juicy. And we, do, we get so addicted to each side. So I know I have been, you know, I get addicted to the tragedy, I've been addicted to the bliss, I've been addicted to all of it, you know, and trying to find that way in where I can sit in the centre and go, oh, there I am playing out that one again. And that one, there's that addiction to that bliss over there. And, you know, to sit in the middle and see where it all fits in the scheme of things. And knowing that none of it is real. I just keep coming back to that line all the time. None of this is real. You know, I've actually written a song called Leela, The Divine Play." I've got an English CD that's coming out this year of all in inspirational songs that is called The Evolution of Love and it takes you from unconscious love to conscious love, meaning mm-hmm. the love story with the man to the love story with the divine, you know, the self. In this line it goes, and when I wipe away the veil, I know that none of this is real except the love that radiates from my soul's divine embrace. And it's, it's, it's what it's about. It doesn't matter. I can, I can wipe it away and just see what's real.
1: Look, it's such a powerful message. I wish, I don't know, I wish I could just inspire that with everyone I know. You know, like I I see my friends, I see my relatives going through their struggles and, you know, I want to give them that perspective, but they have to find it on their own. That's their journey. But that belief that the problems are who they are and that, you know, it causes such suffering, oh,
3: uh, and we've all been there. Look we've at, all you know, been all there. Been in that space and continue at different times. Yeah. It's not like it's or suddenly goes. You know, maybe it does at some point in the game. But you know, it's it's. I, I remember reading a book by a beautiful. He was, a, I think, he was a Benedictine monk that went to live in India, and okay. it was called Awaken. Yeah. And he he said, before I was enlightened, I was depressed. After I was enlightened, I was depressed. But who cares? <laughs> My, I've thought of that so many times when I've been going through my deep, dark nights of the soul and depression. I'm going, who cares? Okay. <laughs> I do. <laughs> You're a pink, <big> dramatic woman. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah.
1: One of my favorite teachers is Byron Katie. And Oprah asked her, Do you mean to say that you haven't had a negative thought in 25 years? And she said, No, I've had millions of them. I just don't believe them.
3: Exactly. That's the difference. And that's why I keep saying this line, none of this is real. Like, I can play out all these crappy things that go through my mind. I can def. it's just my attachment to it, whether I want to put any meaning on it that gives it its power. Yeah. And when I keep saying none of this is real, then I realize that it's only me that gives this power. Even Thinking that bliss has to look this way or yes. You know, I was a bliss bunny when I lived in this yoga community. We'd have 36, 24 hour, 12 hour kirtans, and I would be in ecstasy. You know, I was so addicted to the bliss and the ecstatic nature of chanting and going into those deep states. And then I realised that was just an att- as much an you know, attachment as the suffering that I was totally addicted to. Yeah. You know, when it's gone a bit better, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was looking at a healer online yesterday, a gorgeous man who's doing some stuff in the country, and I was looking at him and and everything he's saying was beautiful. But there was a part of him that was pushing against the city lifestyle he's like get back to nature and get back to your connection with the divine and you find that i didn't disagree with any of what he said but what i found was he's that pushing against the other way of living you see the divine doesn't judge any of it as wrong it's just an experience part of the journey so yes there is beautiful ways of being but then life offers up on a platter huge variety to explore and none of it is right or wrong. All of it is, all of it is part of the experience. And to be a healer means to stop pushing against any of it. Really, to see it all as the divine play, and all of it as worthy. And
3: I think you're totally right, Karen. You know, really well said. And and, and it's that separation, mm. that duality, that swing, that has created the issues we have on this planet Poor Mother Earth. Look at it, the wars that we see the children that aren't being fed, the lack you know, the, the total, it's that swing that is creating, not this, you know, this is better than this, that is creating our problems. Yeah. You know, if we can let go of that, and we all do, we've all got judgments about this being better than that being, better, and I think that's, you know, if we can somehow stop that swing and bring it more into the centre, into that alignment, recognising, all of this is divine. All of this is God, Goddess, all that is. Mm. Nothing is separate. We are all one.
1: What's happening in the background there? The um, cat. I'm I'm in this friend's place. It's a it. cat, right? It's a
3: cat. It's a cat. <laughs> it's, a cat.
1: <laughs> it's a cat. Okay, let's put on a song. What are we gonna play? Yeah. Do you what, have you got Leela? Or I is ha- that, that coming out on the next album? It's
3: on the next album. Okay, so oh. You know what's a beautiful song? It's an English one and it's in it's on the Arunachala Shiva one and it's called Coming Home and for me it's like, who am I? I'm not my body, I'm not my thoughts, I'm not my conditional responses.
1: Let's put on Coming Home. I'm coming home. You're listening to Karen Accentuating the Positive here on Soul Caviar Radio, and I'm talking with the absolutely delicious goddess <laughs> Kirtan Mantra, devotional singer Alyssa Nathaniel. And we've been talking about the healing journey, you know, we've all been on a healing journey, whether it's an emotional or physical healing journey. You were saying during the break, you know, you were talking about your physical healing journey and insight that you came to. Do you want to tell us about that?
3: Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Thanks, Karen. I realised when, you know, there were times where I was months at a time I couldn't function, I couldn't move, I was in bed or, you know, lying on the veranda, feeling really sorry for myself. And then one day, and I was really annoyed that, you know, because I've always believed in being of service and and contributing and putting myself out there, whatever that meant, whether it was through yoga or acupuncture or music or whatever that world was, it it always had to have a layer of service to it, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and... Here I was, and I couldn't function. I couldn't go out of my home. I was stuck. And I realized that I didn't have to have a functioning body to be of service.
1: There you go.
3: I just had to be in love and see the light in everything and radiate that love and light out across the world to my family, to my community, to all the countries in need, to all the children in need, to all the families going through this extraordinary devastation in these wars, and that this was my job, that my job, when people would say, what's your job? And I said, my job is to love. That is my job. And my job is to radiate love and light everywhere and to see everything as whole, even if it looked like it wasn't to see the wholeness in everything. And I could do that from bed. Wow! I, did, I didn't have to move. Wow. And that was a real waking up time for me. And mm-hmm. Suddenly, wow. yeah, it was that beautiful. Was awakening.
1: Wow, that is such a powerful message. It's such a powerful message. You know, in this day and age where, uh, you know, yoga is so huge and everyone... I love JP Sears, you know, he's just put out an interview with um, your poses, your yoga poses for Instagram, where, where again, that perfection is so sought after, you know, in order to look good, to do the right poses, to be the right, you know, to do the right meditation, to be to make the money, you know, that strive for success. And yet we can be of service in our failure, in our failure to have health in our body. Yep. You know, it's interesting as a, as a healer and a teacher like you are, mm. when I broke up uh, for, the, for the first time with my second husband, I was beating myself up so badly because I felt like I was a failure. And as a teacher or a healer or a, as someone who's here to be of service to humanity, I was thinking I can't help anyone yeah. Because I can't get it together in a relationship, you know what I mean? And that thought was the most torturous, torturous because I believed it. That was a torturous yeah. thought. It wasn't true, absolutely <laughs> not true, but I was torturing myself with it and in this place of such depression. And I thought the depression was about the breakup of the relationship. The depression was the breakup of my connection to that love to that love of self to that love of that acceptance that
3: oh it's the most excruciating pain wow we're not connected to ourselves i think it's the most excruciating pain i can tell you days upon weeks upon months where i couldn't get out of bed because of that pain that dark note of the soul
1: saying i can't help anyone because i can't help myself
3: well basically because i didn't know myself I'm talking about the capital else, because I believe that all of this packaging that wasn't functioning, all of this not good enough stuff, that I'm not worthy, blah, 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 whatever belief structure that came in to support my negativity definitely came in, every bit of them. It kept me away from me, the eternal self, not the list of the personality. The list of the personality was really playing into every game possible. But the part that knows, the part that is clear and, and and sees the wholeness in everything and everyone, the part that only sees that. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's what can burst out of these horrible times when we surrender into them. And I think that it's a gift. Mm-hmm. You know, the gift in the suffering. Mm-hmm. It's a true gift. And yeah. So I just I realised that's what we're here to do. And it doesn't really matter the vehicle. So whether you sing, whether you're in an office, whether you clean, I know I was in Santa Fe years ago, and I met this divine Buddhist monk. And he'd been he was a refugee. And he had these very quiet little groups that would come to his place. And I asked him about his life in America, and he said, I sweep floors in a hospital. And he's like one of the highest Rinpoches in that order. Wow. Said, Tell me about that. And he said, it's not who I am. And it is a privilege to cling to the sick. Wow. And I just went, ah, oh, I can cry now just thinking about this divine being. You know, he touched me so deeply. Here we are thinking, striving, having to be. And you know, even the yoga world, they've lost the meaning. Yoga means union. It's not about a physical body, it's union. It's yeah. diving into that whole oneness. We think physical bodies are the way to it. It's lovely to have a beautiful physical body, but what if you don't? What if you're stuffed in bed and it's all broken?
1: Exactly.
3: There's such union that can be dived into in that moment.
1: Inside our
3: imperfections. Inside our
1: imperfections. You know, there's so many amazing teachers out there that are teaching us that. I'm just sort of thinking about there's that... Is it Steve? What is his name? Stevenson. He's that little guy in a wheelchair. He's all oh, oh. isn't he extraordinary? Isn't it extraordinary? What's his name Are you, I've, I've Stevenson. <laughs> Steven something. Anyway, and then Nick Wojcic, you know, who has no arms and legs. I mean, he is an evangelist Christian. He will tell you that you know you go to hell if you don't believe in Christ. But <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, the fact that he just affects. You know, he's got like a billion people. He's talking to a billion people. He has no arms and no, like his imperfection yes. is his perfection. Yes. Even children.
3: Oh, I adore Premichodren. Isn't she divine? No, thank God for her book, When Things Fall Apart. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting. You know, we, when I came back from Bali that two years ago, we also, at that point, my husband and I bought a house in an eco-village in, in, this, in Australia and it was built by a Tibetan Buddhist nun. And she used to call it the gompa. So when I was taken out and I was really taken out, I was in this house. I happened to be in this house. And all these beautiful Buddhist teachings would come through when I would be in the still space. Not when I was raging against it, but when the still spaces came. You know, one of them was, Alyssa, you cannot define yourself by your past, which we tend to do. And you cannot define yourself by your future. And that future was supposed to be Bali Spirit Fest touring. And when that teaching dropped in, you know, beautiful, like, it doesn't, you know, you're not this and you're not this. So what are you? And Pema Children for me was a magical part. She's just a gift to anyone who's going through the struggle. Read when things fall apart. It's it's, it's something.
1: I'm falling apart right now, I tell
3: <laughs> oh, you. Darling.
1: I'm crying. It's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful conversation. I have so many conversations with so many amazing people, and I have to it's, say, I'm well, loving this
3: conversation. Well, we are blessed mm. having you in our lives because you bring this magic to people. You bring this this awareness, these awarenesses, this wholeness. You, you, you're just sublimely gorgeous, and I love you very much. And I'm so grateful to be mm. here talking with you and
1: oh, darling right back at you bit of a love, <laughs> bit of a love affair going on here I tell you it's not hard to do, I tell what you do what. They, they call it they call it bromance when it's two guys what do you call it when it's two girls
3: <laughs> 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 best friends
1: forever Let's put on how much time have we got back? Let's put on another song and I want to come back and talk about what you're doing. You're travelling around at the moment. Obviously, you're in Melbourne and you're traveling with another extraordinary being.
3: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So let's come back and talk about that. What should we put on next?
3: I think one of the goddess. Goddess songs. From Jayma Goddess of Devotion, which is my second CD. Maybe just J Ma. j Ma. Two Jaymas there. You can choose which one you want. Beautiful. Let's put on that. Jet, Jemma,
0: Jet, Jemma, Jet, Jemma, Jet, Jemma.
1: You're listening to Kara and Accentuating the Positive here on the home of conscious music, Soul Travel Radio. My guest today is the delicious Alyssa Nathaniel, who is a devotional singer, mantra kirtan, jazz, blues goddess. And now you're on a tour at the moment, Sounds of Divine Union tour, and you're touring with another delicious being. Oh, you're not wrong,
3: Shervin Buluram. He'll probably get angry with me because I always get his last foot name wrong but anyway, he, he wouldn't he'll, he'll very quietly tell me <laughs> he's so gorgeous oh my god he's just gorgeous so tell
1: me about this connection how did this okay. come about
3: when I was in Bali when I was doing that second cd a couple of years ago um Shervin runs the sound healing collective he's a sound healer and he's really delicious if you're in Bali go to one of his events and yeah, I um go. Yeah, please do. It's really something. And he invited me to sing at one of these events. And it was instant connection. And that's not hard. Everyone falls in love with Shubham. Yeah, yeah. Just easy. He's just so beautiful. But we felt like it was a bit deeper. We felt like we were brother and sister from a past life. And okay. you know, whether you believe in all of that, doesn't matter. But we had this very deep old connection. And we both come from multicultural backgrounds. He's Persian. I come from French, Russian, Greek, everything, everything, everything. Everything is a real connection. And I think we recognised our deep love of the divine mm-hmm. in each other. And that was where, where we really met. Mm-hmm. And when he sings to the divine, I... My heart just soars. He's got this ethereal, angelic voice. It is so rich and juicy. And then I've got this deep voice, so, you know, that, that sort of more bassy voice. And so when and he does the same. When I sing to the divine, his eyes roll back. So we have this mutual admiration. We're the, each other's greatest fans. Right. And I said to him, why don't we do something? You know, like, so we got together and we've done this thing called The Sounds of Divine Union Tour, and within that tour, there's two events. One is a tour event called Songs for the Beloved, where we've blended our original songs. Some of them are English, some are Sanskrit, some are Farsi and, uh, you know, like Sufi poems. And we've blended our voices and we're doing this interplay. So it's not, it's, it's a concert, it's kirtan. And then at the end, we do a sound healing, wow. And it is so yummy. It's so yummy and we've just had the best response. Uh, People are are loving it, which has been joyous to see that. And then the second part is we do a a half or full day workshop called Sounds of Divine Union. And the whole aim is, once again, to take voice, sound and the healing aspects of those. And you don't have to have any experience so that people can dive into their own essential nature, get an experience of who they are through these vehicles, mm-hmm. and then we do something within the workshop called Romancing the Other where we use sound and voice to move into the group consciousness and romancing another, and then we take it out further to really you know, go into those realms of ecstatic union with all that is.
2: Wow.
3: It's the most amazing workshop, I have to say. It's life transforming. Um, we were just watching people pop all over the place coming home to yes. themselves.
1: Wow. It sounds it sounds beautiful, but you your tour's is coming to an end are you going to be doing it again
3: with yeah, because um, the response has been great. And, yeah, yeah. like, I've just only been able to grab him for a couple of weeks. So yeah. he's out from yeah. Bali. And then he's going back to Bali and then Europe. We were talking about doing America at the end of the year and taking this to America. But we've decided... Okay, I'm
1: going to introduce you to someone who will love what you're doing in America. Oh,
3: thank you. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. But we've actually just decided yesterday that we're having such a gorgeous time in Australia that would like to come back and do New Zealand, Australia and, you know, Singapore and, and Thailand. So we're looking at those areas at the end of the year. And next year, we'll set up the tour for America and Europe. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. But just
3: to make it easy for all of us. So yeah, this yeah. this feels right. And we got excited. We went, yeah, more, yum. <laughs> so
1: you haven't got anything recorded of the two of you doing your thing, have you? You need to do that too. Well, that's
3: what we want to do. So yeah. When we yeah. Next, mm. we'll put together, you know, An a EP. CD. Yeah, absolutely, mm. because it's different. It's really quite some, unique. Mm. I'd love to
1: hear it. Now I want to hear it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, really I have to come to where you are, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. but Has anyone, you know, done any filming of this?
3: Well, one friend did, but it wasn't the greatest. So mm. we 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 had hoped to get that, but we so, both of us are a bit slack at that side of it. You know. We get so caught up in just what we're doing, which yeah, is so funny, yeah. that we forget about those things and we go, oh, yeah. we haven't got any promo, we haven't got a video. And, you so see, this is like,
1: where you need a manager, to do all that sort of logistics. Well, stuff.
3: if you know anyone, Karen, we are looking for one.
1: <laughs> I don't. Actually, I do.
3: Yeah, that's the hard bit, when you, you just want to pour all your heart and love into this expression of the divine and when you've got to do the logistic stuff, it makes it a little challenging. Yeah, but absolutely. he is absolutely—it's been so much fun doing this with him,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and so beautiful. And there's a lot of joy and and heart from what we're doing. You know, we laugh a lot. Beautiful,
1: ah, oh, darling. I can't tell you what a joy it's been
3: oh ditto <laughs>
1: speak with you today it's just been so beautiful. beautiful where can people find out more about you what's your website sure. where's your music
3: my music is on itunes you can also go to www.alissa a l i double nathaniel n a t h a n i e l dot com and the both cds are there which you you know you can buy in physical form and they can be posted out to and you can have a look at all the events that we're doing. I'm a bit slack at that side of it, but I I am trying to keep it up to date. And uh, please join my mailing list if you'd like to hear about the Evolution of Love, the English CD, which is coming out this year as well. Beautiful, beautiful.
1: And I'll get it uploaded too. We've got a little shop on Soul Traveller Radio too. So if people want to support Soul Traveller Radio, you can go there and you can buy it from the shop there and we get a little percentage of... Oh, uh, I love that. Dark it's been so gorgeous talking with you today. Oh,
3: Karen, well, you are a gift. You are a gift.
1: What song should we what song should we finish with?
3: Well, let's do a juicy goddess one. I love this song. It's Kali Ma. And I just gotta tell this, can I just tell the story quickly? When we were making this, I, I produced this C D in Bali and everything you know, Kali's got this energy that's chaos and wonderful, you know but everything would go wrong. First of all, she wanted to be a rock chick. And the song was just awful because I don't do rock chick Kali <laughs> And it just sort of kept transforming and eventually it came into sort of this gypsy flavour. And what I love about it, when I first launched it, I was in India and uh, we, we did the CD launch and I was telling people how Kali's got a mind of her own so don't expect the unexpected. And we're right in the middle of the song and everyone's going, Kali Ma, Kali Ma, Kali Ma, and all the lights go out. <laughs> All oh, the electricity goes off. So I don't know what's going to happen when you play it, but turn it up loud because it's great. <laughs>
1: so I love it. So enjoy the chaos. Let Stop resisting it. it. Stop making wanting everything perfect.
3: Love yes. the chaos because as soon as you love it, it's sort of there's a spaciousness in there, and it anything pure potential is available in that moment. Absolutely. Anything can happen. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well,
1: let's let's go out with Carly Mark. Thanks okay. again
3: darling. Loving you Loved so much. You. Thank you darling. It was so beautiful. <laughs> Bye. Daga daga kalima.
0: Yamana Ganga kalima. Yamana Ganga kalima. Daga daga Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: isn't she beautiful if you love kirtan and the mantra and you love your jazz and r&b then this gal is for you thanks again for joining me for another hour accentuating the positive here on the home of conscious music soul traveler radio i look forward to another hour of inspiration for you next week remember to go to Soul Traveller Radio on Facebook and show us your love. Also accentuate the Positive Radio with Karen Swain and hit that like button. And remember to download the mobile app, Soul Traveller Radio mobile app. You have the home of conscious music and enlightening shows in the palm of your hand. Support conscious and positive media. It's changing our world. If you'd like to find out more about me, go to my website karenswain.com and have a bit of a explore. There's so much to see on the website. You can also book a reading with me there. Thanks again for listening. Catch you next time. Bye for now.